0: I think we disproportionately stop whites too much.
1: I taught those kids lessons on product development and marketing, and they taught me what it was like growing up feeling targeted for your race.
2: I am proud to be gay. I am proud to be a
3: Republican. You know, I went to a tough school in Queens that they used to beat up the little Jewish boys. You know, I love having the support of real billionaires.
2: Four, three, two...
1: Hello, welcome back to Grubstakers. Sean P. McCarthy here, joined by... Yogi Poiwalt. Steve Jeffries. Andy Palmer. And uh, on this, Grubstakers, the podcast about billionaires today, we have a special election episode for you. That is, of course, celebrating the election of Jair Bolsonaro in Brazil. Hell the, yeah,
0: uh, daddy. The
1: only candidate in the election endorsed by this podcast uh, because he's going to bring investment opportunities mm-hmm, to Brazil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we haven't really talked about it on the podcast, but we do actually make most of our money from strip mining the Amazon <laughs> rainforest. <laughs> so... Uh, <coughs> There is a slight conflict, but we did want to disclose that to our leftist listeners.
0: And uh, his new finance minister, Paulo Guedes, um, has said that he is going to implement Pinochet-style reforms, which I assume means hyperinflation and uh, shooting leftists in a soccer stadium.
1: Yes, he is going to provide subsidies to build more soccer stadiums. Yeah. (laughs) But yes, it's uh, going to
0: how they're going to kick up kick off their like World Cup placing <laughs> matches It's just shooting
3: lines of leftists love to normalize draconian economic reform.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Neymar comes out for like the ceremonial first bullet in a leftist.
0: <laughs> and it's like played on a big screen at Chicago University. <laughs>
1: An unfortunate situation in Brazil, Bolsonaro, uh, probably a neo-fascist, won about 55% of the presidential Let's not vote. judge
2: the actual yes, contents but... of the book before we open it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, he won about 55% of the vote. He will be sworn in in January. Um, there will certainly be violence, at least against, you know, favela dwellers and these kinds of things, but there's... And
0: there's always a, uh, already a good deal of violence that people have been reporting basically right. from his supporters, uh, right. have been assaulting people <clears throat> in the streets already, um,
1: I wonder what country is also like that. Mm-hmm. We'll never know. I'd but wait a minute. What about the investment opportunities? <gasps> what does this mean for your Um <laughs> <That's laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, I mean, it's just I'm something. I'm investing in two by fours. <laughs>
0: two by four futures.
1: It was interesting when I was in like. In
0: skin hooks.
1: <laughs> when I was in uh, San Paulo uh, with my wife, like you go through. We get it. You have a wife. Yeah. Uh, You go through like the rich residential neighborhoods and, you know, like there's like these beautiful houses, but all of them have razor wire and cameras all (laughs) around them to the point where it's like kind of conspicuous. So what
0: you're saying is that
1: uh, Bolsonaro is the new founding father of Brazil. (laughs) He's going to bring them the purge. But, um, yeah, it's just something where he, he won the election there. He'll be sworn in in January. And, uh, you know, we'd, uh, best of luck to all the leftist comrades and uh, those people in Brazil. And, and hopefully things are okay. But, you know, I mean, use a VPN is what I've been told. <laughs> 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 and, yeah, uh, might want might to switch to an anonymous Twitter AVI. <laughs> it's,
0: it's been nice uh, having the journalism of Glenn Greenwald. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, our boy, is our boy safe?
1: Uh, in, uh, is a, anyone like, safe? He's in a, like a gated community in Rio. But, the, um, I mean, they're rich, so yeah. that helps. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'd, I'd say like, well, he is an American citizen, but he's in Brazil so that he doesn't have to come <laughs> to America. <laughs> like, I think if he were executed, there wouldn't be much of a fuss from the government. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay so we clearly endorse I
1: want I want to use the uh, death of Grant, Glenn Greenwald to talk about why uh, suicide is a preventable tragedy <laughs> and uh, if you're thinking about shooting yourself multiple times <laughs> please talk to somebody um, but yes so uh, again best of luck to, to those in Brazil but but this week we're kind of focused I I, I yes. gotta I gotta clarify that of
0: course we the Bolsonaro thing mm-hmm. uh, was a joke but there is one candidate that we unironically support uh, and that is a, a fella who didn't make it through the primaries uh, but no. we still support him. So who's this, Eddie? Uh, Hi, I'm Don Blankchip, candidate for U.S. Senate and I approve this message. Swamp Captain Mitch McConnell has created millions of jobs for China people. <laughs> While doing so, Mitch has gotten rich. In fact, his China family has given him tens of millions of dollars. Mitch's swamp people are now running false negative ads against me. They are also childishly calling me despicable and mentally ill. The war to drain the swamp and create jobs for West Virginia people has begun. I will beat Joe Manchin and ditch Cocaine
3: Mitch for the sake of the kids.
1: Uh, So that was an ad cut by uh, Don Blankenship running for the Senate in West Virginia. He ran in a Republican primary. He unfortunately lost the primary, but you can still write him in. <laughs> yeah. If you're in West Virginia, you can write in Don Blankenship.
0: And, uh, a and couple, ditch cocaine Mitch. Beautiful. Something
1: you didn't see uh, because of, uh, you were listening to the ad, but it ends after he talks about Mitch McConnell's child, pe- uh, <laughs> China people family. He holds up his two white children <laughs> for the final very subtle shot to the camera.
0: Who look like they're about to audition to be the new Prussian <laughs> blue. Uh, <laughs>
1: And then like the other thing about Don Blankenship is he was the CEO of Massey Energy where uh, there was an explosion in 2010 in a West Virginia mine that he owned where 29 people died and he served a year in federal prison for that because he cut corners on safety and all of this stuff. So, again, it's like, I mean, he would have been such a perfect Republican candidate, you know, like, again... a guy who murdered 29 people <laughs> and then talks about Cocaine Mitch and his China person wife.
0: <laughs> Which it turns out he got the Cocaine Mitch thing because what was it? His uh, Mitch McConnell's father-in-law owned a shipping company where they found nine pounds of cocaine.
1: 90 pounds 90 of cocaine. 90 pounds of cocaine. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Chow family. Uh, they found again. a gymnast of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why he calls him cocaine Mitch. Um, but yeah, so, uh, interestingly, like, uh, we'll we'll get into kind of the 11 competitive Senate races for the U S midterm. We'll have a small bracket. Um, I am going to make the prediction now that the Republicans will lose that race because they didn't nominate Don Blankenship. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think in the Trump era, we can safely say that the funniest candidate possible (laughs) will win any given election. I mean, the way he says swamp people, it sounds like... (laughs) China people. He's
3: saying...
2: It sounds like he's just talking about a different species of human. Like, it doesn't feel like... like, He said,
1: uh, call him swamp camp (laughs) Um, but so we'll get back to, to the 11 competitive, uh, Senate races, but I did just want to give you a quick little overview of the U S midterms. What Um, are the
0: duties of a swamp captain? (laughs) (laughs) Like, is it, is it for one of those, uh, like he's riding around on on one of those fan boats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just tell people to just, you work on the allocation of the alligator stick. Yeah. to beat him back from the
2: sandboats. You do the fishing where you put your hand in a hole and then the fish grabs onto your hand. You know not oh, talk yeah. about. Yeah. Noodling? Yeah. Yes. So that go. what that's called? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you're a swamp captain, you wait until austerity hits Brazil and then you become the fascist president. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, um, just quick little overview, uh, if, if you haven't had this beaten into your heads yet... Um, The uh, U.S. midterms are this Tuesday, you know, vote and all that rah-rah, but um, the- If you're Billy
0: Eichner, tell your bellhop to vote. (laughs) If you didn't see that shitty tweet, uh, I encourage everyone to tell Billy Eichner to vote if you see him on Twitter. Just constantly remind Billy Eichner to vote.
1: In lieu of a tip, I am urging you to take an hour out of your day to support Bob Menendez in New Jersey.
0: (laughs) If Billy accosts you on the street, tell
1: him to vote. (laughs) Uh yes. Um so we are also millionaires urging you to vote, but we made our <laughs> money by strip mining the Amazon rainforest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh but so uh the Democrats need to flip about 23 Republican seats to win the House. There's 23 Republican seats that are in districts that Hillary Clinton won. There are, according to New York Times, 75 competitive House seats total. So, um, you know, 538 and all these other prediction sites, they're all giving it like more than 80 percent that the Democrats will take back the House. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's closer. I think 538 has it at like 17 percent that the Democrats take the Senate. So most likely outcome of this election on Tuesday, Democrats take the House. They don't take the Senate. Mm -hmm. But we'll talk about the Senate races. Uh, ironically, we will be discussing democratic elections for a completely anti-democratic body (laughs) that exists only to block democracy in this country. But so we'll kind of go through our bracket of the 11 uh, uh, Senate races, how we all think they'll turn out. And I guess like we should just kind of mention when we started Grubstakers, you know, there's like a lot of uh, current events, news, podcasts. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good ones too, you know, and then there's also Love It or Leave It or whatever else. (laughs) But um, essentially, we started Grubstakers because we were doing, you know, Democracy Later is like your typical current events. And there, there's a lot of good ones. But the problem is essentially the episodes get old. They they get completely old like a week or two right. after the fact. So we we usually try to do these billionaire episodes that last longer. But, you know, today we just wanted to kind of talk about the election. And in order to keep this current long after, Andy has promised that he will start beef with another podcast <gasps> today. So that's what we tune in for. So stick around to the end when Andy will just drop the hammer on some other leftist podcast, some other infighting, you know, that we all secretly desire to tune in for and listen for. This kind of slander that will make this episode stand the test of time. Can you do that for us, Andy?
0: Someone said they liked my cartoon. Um.
1: But before we get to the bracket, Andy did do some research on uh, some of the billionaires that we have covered uh, pouring money into different uh, uh, elections for this uh, U.S. election on Tuesday. So please, yeah, so Andy.
0: I um, I went through uh, essentially the FEC's uh, donor list to kind of look into who was who of our old favorites was donating to what. Um, for instance, we have uh, Elon Musk, who is a big fan of Diane Feinstein. Uh, <laughs> Which is interesting because in that race, Diane Feinstein is not running against a Republican. She's running against Kevin DeLeon because of their primary system where the top two uh, recipients of votes goes on to the general. And oh, so, really? Yeah, and so Kevin DeLeon's actually running to the left of Senator uh, Feinstein, which isn't hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, Elon Musk is supporting the uh, Republican uh, in the oh, California Senate race. He's also supporting Kevin McCarthy who is a Republican, uh, Protect the House PAC, uh, which is a Republican-leaning PAC, and then also the Democratic Midterm Victory
2: Fund. But now, did he make these decisions before or after he broke the internet and smoked marijuana on Joe Rogan's podcast? Because <laughs> that's very important. Sadly, I think like, most of these were before.
0: He, uh, he talked to Elon about uh, quantum mechanics. Kevin er, McCarthy Dr. made the Joe bold. Uh,
1: Kevin McCarthy made the bold choice to always drive a Tesla to see his mistress. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really solidified the Elon Musk support behind him.
2: And uh, he's also never been left home alone. It's a Home Alone reference. The kid's name is Kevin McCarthy. In that movie. Let's move on. Our uh, our boy Jeff Bezos. He supports Cory Gardner, who's
0: a Republican. Uh, the uh, he also supports Maria Cantwell, who is a Democratic senator in Washington State. He also I'm sure she hatch. will crack down
1: on Amazon's abusive practices yeah. <laughs> in the city of Seattle.
0: Yes, uh, Maria Cantwell, who uh, I've heard from a, um, uh, an aide to Senator Patty Murray, a mm-hmm. mutual friend of ours, um, she said, "You know, Patty Murray's great. Maria Cantwell is a huge bitch." Hard <laughs> um, is not ours. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, fun little inside Just story. Just as we promised, Andy will be starting beef with the Patty with the Maria Cantwell podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: And then he also has Amazon Pack, which Nation pretty much supports everyone who is an incumbent. Uh, with the, if you look to the party breakdown on Open Secrets, uh, Amazon Pack put 162,000 into Democratic uh, campaigns and 236,000 into Republican campaigns.
1: I wonder if that says anything about how money functions in our democracy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it, I think it
0: just means that you know they they support bipartisanship. I think so. Over at Amazon. <laughs> uh, similarly, Mark Zuckerberg has Facebook PAC that uh, face PAC face Pack has given one hundred and three thousand to Democrats and one hundred and thirty-one thousand to Republicans. Hmm.
2: Uh, well, that's good. At least an extra two gram to the Democrats. I'm I'm happy that he's on our side.
0: Uh, oh, but it's primarily Republican oh, well, backing. And Mark. Then, <laughs> David Geffen uh, delightfully uh, gave money to Louise Slaughter, who is now dead. Uh, Well, her last name was Slaughter, and she's dead now? Yeah, yeah. What a coincidence.
1: Goes around, comes around. I just like that Facebook pack is probably the only corporate pack that knows where you are at all times. (laughs) (laughs) And discloses that to advertisers.
0: (laughs) And uh, finally, uh, Jerry Seinfeld Did not contribute to anybody.
1: Aww. Yeah. Nor did Mark Cuban, sadly. What's the deal with all this corruption? (laughs) The two-party system is a lie. (laughs) Your (laughs) Bolsonaro is uncorruptible. He will bring order to Rio.
2: Can I do 30 minutes at this mic? (laughs) I'm workshopping my next 40.
1: (laughs) You get on the train. I stole this bit from George Carlin. (laughs) (laughs) So, um...
0: In the spirit of also big money going into uh, different campaigns, uh, David Sirota has been doing some- Wait, wait.
1: Jerry Seinfeld didn't donate any money because he disagrees with the voting age being 18.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He was taking photos in the
1: park of voters. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. Go
0: on. Uh, So David Sirota has been doing some uh, reporting on money and politics, which I figured we should stick in here since that's kind of our wheelhouse. Right. And he's been reporting specifically on um, an amendment and an initiative going down in Colorado uh, where there's initiative 112, which bans, um, it it bans basically oil drilling, um, shale drilling, that kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh, from being within a certain amount of, um, within a certain distance of like where people live Mm -hmm. or like public spaces and then there's amendment uh seventy four which is essentially a private property uh amendment and as they report it it will radically alter the law to give oil and gas companies more power to sue state and local governments <laughs> Hell yeah. for property losses oh if those governments restrict or regulate fossil fuel ex- Fuel exploration for any reason, health, safety, climate change, anything.
2: Any reason?
0: Yeah. And
1: so basically, we're, we're definitely going to fix this climate change in the, the next yeah, decade, right? right. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, of course. And what uh, <laughs> the trick here is that even if Amendment 12 or Proposition 12 passes, because Amendment 74 is a Colorado constitutional amendment, it will supersede uh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Initiative 112, and so rendering it completely ineffective. And so uh, it's it's interesting. Like the Sirota also found the the main supporters of uh, pro 74 and anti 112 campaigns. Uh, Basically, the anti 112 campaign. They have a website that is called Protect Colorado. And their Petra main. Is called. Yeah, Protect Colorado. And they say reckless energy setbacks being pushed by extreme out of state groups oh would wipe out thousands of jobs and devastate Colorado's economy for years to come. Stand with Colorado communities. Vote no on Proposition if, if Devastating Colorado is what it takes to save the planet. <laughs> I'm all for it personally. Uh. No, it's worth noting they talk about extreme out of state uh, companies, but. Uh, Protect Colorado, this website, has gotten a uh, combined $13.7 from Texas-based Andarco <laughs> Petroleum and Noble Energy. Um, and also, more do, than I half like- of their money comes from Andarco Petroleum, Noble Energy, PDC Energy, and Extraction Oil and Gas. Those four energy companies. Oh, here's a
2: uh, chairman uh, of the, one of those gas companies. Here's a drop from How can fossil fuels be causing global warming when dinosaurs never existed? <laughs> <laughs> well, they do have...
0: Uh, an FAQ with questions like how important is oil and natural gas to Colorado's economy? Why do we need fracking? Does fracking contaminate water? Of course not. Does fracking pollute the air? I frack my Uh, water
1: before I drink it every day. Yeah. (laughs) There are no um, questions like like who's paying for this. 10 years and that will be a trend in Silicon Valley.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Microfracking is the new way to survive.
0: (laughs) On one of them it was... uh, does fracking pollute the air? And the answer is like clean burning natural gas from fracking helped curve us carbon emissions to 20 year lows in 2013, which is Mm. like straight up Hank Hill. Yeah. Like propane burns clean and smooth. Well, propane does. So let's not talk to you about propane. Propane's different. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) And so they've also been able to wire money and directly funding uh, TV spots and um, there's the other uh, pro Amendment Seventy Four website, uh, which is the Committee for Colorado Shared Heritage. And whenever you hear the word heritage, uh, basically uh, just a Confederate flag should come up in <laughs> in your head. Like anyone who uses the word heritage is probably, uh, if not a white supremacist, um, they do want to kill someone you love. <laughs> Uh, their thing is safeguarding private property from unjust or unfair confiscation is at the core of Colorado values. See why we're supporting amendment 74 to protect all Colorado property owners. And like their images are of um, like farmers tilling their fields so that uh, apparently that fields that are going to be taken away by the government. Oh. Uh, and yeah, it's basically a libertarian's wet dream where you can sue over any property uh, I guess you can just make up a number of like potential loss of profits and then sue the state over that. Mm. Uh, and they've been pumping. Wait, you money. can't do that already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to, uh, we're going to make it happen soon. Um, and so, yeah, there's just been an avalanche of money going into this and whether it will pass uh, anyone's guess uh, or which one will or will not pass. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but, it's one to keep an eye on, certainly. Uh, hey, I know this is a quick aside. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to ruin the flow or anything. But yeah. have you guys seen the Diamond and Silk uh, black duo? That's pro Trumps. They created a movie. Do you guys know anything about? I know this? they
0: testified in front of like the House
2: or yeah, Senate. Yeah, like I, you know, it's crazy because I've noticed Mark
0: Zuckerberg, uh, emphasis on the Berg part, <laughs> was infringing
2: on their free speech.
1: I just know it's actually worse than the Rohingya genocide.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Every single, you know, black, black, conservative, Republican are all very living very comfortably. And uh, it's very funny to me that uh, uh, black uh, people that live in the suburbs that haven't dealt with as much adversity as they're denying exists in the world are very uh, pro conservative values very funny to me
1: i mean it's an easy grift it's like why does tommy lauren go on tv and make Mm -hmm. you know x million to just like be an attractive blonde lady who says black people need to die (laughs) 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 you know it's it's an it's easy money i mean you don't do actual manual labor Mm -hmm. of any kind and you have a media lifestyle
2: there was this arizona comic a black guy who i don't remember his name at this moment but he was doing a like basically a Republican comedian tour and like the tickets were going for 45 a pop. And I was like, man, I I do not agree with their values, but those ticket prices, I could afford a lot more shit. (laughs) Like if I didn't care about how the world
1: existed tomorrow, I could make a lot more money. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. $40 if you're an ICE agent. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. And I guess in relation to the Colorado thing, we should also briefly mention Prop 10 was the rent control uh, ballot uh, initiative in California. Uh, Interesting. Um, I believe the Guardian, if I'm not if I'm remembering correctly, but uh, among others have reported on. BlackRock, uh, we, we did an episode uh, about them, America's largest landlord, and also, of course, a financial company, is uh, using investor money to fund the opposition to Prop 10. Also yep. the most dead-end plot line in the show Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Probably 10th most dead-end plot line. Um, but, Steve, did you know any uh, more about uh, Prop 10 that you wish to elaborate well, as, on?
3: As you know, BlackRock has started issuing rental-backed securities. Hell, so. yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, Shit. So That's I not. guess rent control <laughs> it's obvious, fuck sir. with uh, that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, think well, I hope that tanks the economy. <laughs> it's just like like California passes at just a soft rent control uh, and ballot initiative, and then all of a sudden, like it turns out, all of everyone's pensions went (laughs) into rental-backed securities.
3: (laughs) This is why we have to be able to fuck California renters (laughs) so that the economy (laughs) won't tank (laughs) because of BlackRock.
2: I thought Prop 10 was Carrot Top's 10th joke. I thought that's what was going on.
3: (laughs) (laughs) People just turned off the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say one thing? Interesting thing I noticed about the stock market, no. related to yeah, the course. midterms. <laughs> yeah. Um. So since since the beginning of this year, you know, the likelihood of a, a, a divided Congress, one uh-huh. where a party owns uh, each house, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, has increased, and mm-hmm. at the same time, the stock prices for. A lot of the big um, healthcare and medical dr- like device and drug companies have also gone up. Mm. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah. So like the the likelihood, the likelihood of a divided Congress helps them basically avoid questions about like what's going to happen to the ACA mm-hmm. and like uh yeah, like the individual mandate and all that.
0: Right. Like the healthcare companies want. A um, divided. They want a divided Congress because repealing the ACA might be pretty bad for them. I guess with the individual mandate, or that type of thing, or is that yeah? So well, like the individual the confu- mandate
1: has supposedly been undone by the Trump tax bill. Like that uh, hasn't come okay. into effect yet, but supposedly well, so like
3: the uh, pre-existing cosi- condition.
1: That's another big thing that Democrats thing, are running on, uh, somewhat yeah. effectively, it seems like.
3: So they would prefer that the status quo remains, basically. Right. But, the, yeah. but then also like the subsidies are like basically oh, they they're love those. You know, that, yeah that that puts off Medicare for all of her. Yeah. So if the Republicans right. can't strip the two subsidies. More years,
0: then uh, they'll stay in business.
1: That's actually a pretty good segue into our uh, Senate bracket, because I wanted to start with Indiana. You have that drop of Joe Donnelly. Um, but so... Basically, uh, we're, we've got 11 competitive Senate races here, and we're going to uh, bet on how they all turn out. We'll report the results and who won next week. But if you want to play along at home, feel free to bet on these Senate races and let us know your brackets. Real money. And uh, <laughs> yes, we'll give you some of our fucking Amazon resource money. Um, Rainforest, not the yes. website. <laughs> um, but so- We
0: do not support the Amazon <laughs> company.
1: But- so we do a literal a- Amazon
3: wish list, strip mining. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but so I wanted to start with Indiana because we mentioned uh, this guy uh, Joe Donnelly, and I think he's pretty, um, uh, a pretty good example of the kind of Democrat running in red state where it's just kind of like a corporate Democrat that's, like, somehow the lesser of two evils or whatever. And uh, we talked about him on the um, uh, the Bill Ackman episode. Bill Ackman, billionaire who invested in a pharmaceutical company called Valiant, which was in addition to doing just straight up fraud, was doing the legal thing where they would buy up drugs, life saving drugs, mm-hmm. jack up the prices several hundred or even thousand percent. And so Joe, the uh, Bill Ackman was dragged before a, a Senate hearing, and uh, a Democrat Joe Donnelly really laid into him on behalf of working people.
0: Isopril was twenty one for... 10 5 milliliter vials. Um, it is now $17,901. Um, that is in, that's in about a year and a half time. Why would you not recommend to the Board that, you know, over a 30 percent increase for one year? I would think that is that's a pretty good return rate. Um, why don't you charge $3,000 for that? <laughs> Look, it is something we will discuss right. tomorrow.
1: You can But yes, that is your Democratic Party. They will hold drug prices increases to only 30% annually. (laughs) So, uh, and I think that really incorporates, you know, like uh, a lot of these corporate Democrats who are running in uh, states that Donald Trump won, and they are vulnerable in the Senate. That's also um, pure
0: ass, like capitalist ideology, where it's like, well, they have to make profits.
1: Right. You know, doing absolutely nothing. Like again, these are buying existing drugs and then making money by jacking up the prices. Mm -hmm. It's entirely Mm -hmm. rent-seeking. It literally kills people. It's gouging. But, you know, Joe Donnelly, the champion of the working man, is going to ensure that it's only 30% instead of 3,000%. You're,
3: you're forgetting the X factor, though. Lucy Brenton, the libertarian candidate. <laughs> oh, yeah. 5% in the latest poll. Oh. oh, Yeah. So that could be a takeaway from Republicans. Oh, oh so she's going to... Uh, she could split the Republican vote somewhat.
1: Nice. Um, she's going to rise <laughs> so That
3: could override the Democrat shittiness.
1: Um, but yes, my man, Ross Perot. So in Indiana, it's a Donald Trump state. Uh, you just heard uh, the Democrat incumbent, Senator Joe Donnelly. He's running against a former state legislator and businessman, Mike Braun. Interestingly enough, Mike Braun is multimillionaire from an auto parts company that uh, sells mostly made-in-China products. So he, of course, supports, you know, all these outsourcing subsidies uh, and uh, doesn't really employ any uh, U.S. manufacturing capabilities. The term is China people. (laughs) 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 He's really dodged (laughs) a bullet not running against Don Blankenship. But so uh, uh, they've made a point of uh, Mike Braun's company uh, has their employees on a health insurance plan with a $10,000 deductible. Wow, which is like—I mean—it's insane. The idea that you will ever get to use your health insurance uh, at that level—that yeah, is a
0: two thousand deductible, and it's already a joke. But,
1: um, but we did kind of uh, mention this on the. Um, uh, the Walmart episode, but uh, uh, Mike Braun again running for Senate as the Republican nominee in Indiana. He also has a trucking company. And just quoting from the AP: Over the past decade, workers have sued in West Virginia, Oklahoma, and California, alleging they were forced to work long hours in unsafe conditions and denied overtime pay, pay meal times, and breaks. Uh, in 2014, a West Virginia driver alleged he was forced to falsify log books to conceal time spent on the road that exceeded federal regulations that limit driving time to 16 uh, to 11 hours per day. Uh, he said, uh, uh, the AP says, Mike Braun regularly demanded truckers work 16 to 18 oh hour days, God. which is, of course, uh, how uh, Tracy Morgan yeah. <laughs> uh, made several hundred million more dollars than he already had. Um <laughs> Uh, but yes, so. It is getting
0: hit by a truck more profitable than making Thirty Rock? <laughs> oh yeah, infinitely more. Oh shit! And oh.
2: takes it does not take years.
1: It's also more entertaining for spectators.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's surprisingly less racist. Mm. <laughs>
1: um,
2: but yes, so. Say for the record that I like Thirty Rock. Yeah,
1: no, I think Thirty Rock's fine. I jumped the shark at one point, but. Who I doesn't think
2: doesn't. it's surprisingly racist that people don't talk about. But let's move on. <laughs> Oh, you mean the only character that's a success on it is a black guy that can say nonsense constantly? Yeah, sure, that's a great uh, show for everyone to enjoy.
1: Yogi, you might like this place called Left Twitter. (laughs) 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 I think your critiques of Tina Fey have a certain (laughs) resonance there. Um, But, so, essentially... We support call-out culture here on. But, so, you know, I mean, that kind of encompasses... encapsulates all of this where you have Joe Donnelly, again, shitty corporate Democrat. Oh, also, he uh, we talked about this, he voted to roll back Dodd-Frank, so he would get, you know, the financial industry money. Um, and, uh, you know, he only wants to raise your drug prices 30% annually. And then you have a guy who's like somehow worse because he's become a millionaire entirely through exploitation and abuse and uh, extremely dangerous conditions forced on his truck drivers. Um, but, I predict that Joe Donnelly will win in Indiana. And uh would you guys like to register your predictions for this race? I will.
3: Yeah. I think the Republican will win. All right. Because Steve. of Lu- Lucy Brinton. <laughs> Our girl was gonna break up the race.
1: Oh, is that the Libertarian? Yeah. All right. Uh Yogi Andy.
2: I'm going for the Libertarian. I think she can pull the <laughs> right away. Wild car, baby.
1: Yogi uh putting a strong mark on his bracket early. <laughs> uh Andy, you got a prediction? Uh green. All right, Green Party winning in Indiana. <laughs> Andy Paul. Be Merck. the change you want to you, see in the world. You heard it here first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's
0: not getting talked about, but uh, Angela Merkel just got pushed out. Um, she's not going to seek re election in 2020 because in the German state of Hessen, uh, the Green Party outplayed the Social Democrats. And basically torpedoed her coalition government. So
3: what is this? what are the implications for the German state yeah. of Indiana? Yeah. The Green
0: Party's on the rise. Okay. I'm sure there's a lot Andy of Germanic pa- descendants in Indiana.
1: Andy Palmer predicting that the twenty thousand dollar budget of the Green Party will drag it over the finish line in this one hundred do million dollar <laughs> Senate race. If they can do it in Germany, they can do it here. <laughs>
3: the, the CDU party leadership is at stake, and it's on India, Indiana voters' minds. Yeah, I would
2: have otherwise. I would have supported CDU in Indiana. The <laughs> you know, Green Party only survives on honey mustard and pretzels. The, I mean, they're, they're very <laughs> or the remnant
0: of the East German Stasi government. <laughs>
1: You mean Walmart.
3: (laughs) Um, Moving right along. Yes,
1: moving right along. uh, That brings us to West Virginia, where, of course, we mentioned the uh, funniest man ever to run for Senate. (laughs) uh, The racist who has killed 29 minors and coined the term cocaine Mitch. Which Mitch McConnell has apparently talked about, like he became more relatable when like his Twitter, <laughs> his whatever fucking dipshit unfuckable millennials he has working for his Twitter account, like they tweeted out some image of him like being uh, photoshopped into the into narco's. Yeah, they photoshopped to, like, his head on uh, appropriate <laughs> <body>. a- appropriate <laughs> cocaine, Mitch. Yeah, And oh. how would that ever be considered a good thing to do? Well, apparently it made him more relatable.
0: According I mean, to it him. was a little funny, but. Then you remember that it's Mitch McConnell. I want team
2: his head photoshopped gross. on the tortoise that has uh, the head in Breaking Bad. That's, I think, I think that would have been a better move.
1: They photoshopped him onto China's President <laughs> Xi Jinping. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, so, uh, unfortunately, Don Blankenship lost the Republican primary, and instead, uh, Joe Manchin will be running against West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, and interestingly, like, again, if you pay attention to politics, you know that Joe Manchin is a garbage Democrat, corrupt, all of this stuff, but somehow Patrick Morrissey also manages to be worse, uh, just a interesting thing, his wife worked as a lobbyist for Cardinal Health, uh, we've kind of talked about this a bit, Cardinal Health is one of the big three opiate distributors. There's three in this country, uh, McKesson, Cardinal Health, Amerisource Bergen. And these are the three who essentially, I think they control more than 90% of the opiate pill market, and they just created the heroin epidemic. Like, there's no way around that. They get their pills from, say, Purdue Pharma, and then they just send them out uh, to pill mills. Like, they'll send a million pills to some pharmacy with, like, 100 Residents or whatever Mm -hmm. I mean And this happened all over the country where it's like Just so obvious that these people are like just Pill mills or just uh, selling them to Dealers or whatever um so his wife was a lobbyist on... Uh, for I think it's pretty ill how they pill out their bills with the pill mills. <laughs> uh, uh, his wife, Patrick Morrissey's wife, was a lobbyist for Cardinal Health on opiate issues. Uh, he himself also lobbied for a health, the Healthcare Distribution Management Association that represents uh, drug wholesalers, including um, uh, Cardinal Health. And uh, so basically... Uh, the thing is West Virginia has really been ground zero for the heroin epidemic. And again, these people became rich by fueling the heroin epidemic. So in addition to the fact that, uh, they didn't nominate the funniest candidate, I think the Republicans will lose because, uh, they have done an effective job tying him to the heroin epidemic. And people obviously are fucked up about this. Mm -hmm. There's like, um, there's a PBS documentary where Joe Manchin's stupid face, Uh, He's talking to West Virginia, I believe, middle schoolers, and it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen because this middle schooler tells him that... um, He's like,
0: I understand how hard it's been ever since the federal government took the mining jobs away from you.
1: If I had my way, I'd put all of you back in the mines. (laughs) Uh, So this middle schooler tells Joe Manchin that yes my father has become addicted to heroin and oxycontin and he abuses my mother uh, repeatedly and forces him to um uh, forces her to inject heroin or these kinds of things and again this is a child telling the US senator this right. and joe manchin in his dumb face is like well uh, is he out of the family now and then this child without missing a beat goes well he's he's dead he killed my mother by injecting her with heroin and giving her an overdose and then he killed himself and then you just see joe manchin's stupid politician face like try to give an answer for this fucking child and i mean this is what we were talking about with the heroin epidemic again these people got rich killing people and i know i've talked about this it's particularly an issue for me because i have a member of my family who's dealt with this but it's just something where it's like you know what, mansion sucks, but these people can't get away with it. So Yeah,
0: but Sean, like it seems like there is a demand in your <laughs> <laughs> for heroin. Uh,
2: <laughs> this country is a supply and demand economy, Sean. You yeah. really you gotta buy into the method if you wanna buy into the country. So.
0: Listen, I've been this taking the some Lucy, correspondence Lucy at Caucus. U uh, Chicago <laughs>
1: Uh, But, anyways, my vote for West Virginia, Democrat Joe Manchin wins the seat. You guys want to predict Republican, Green Party, (laughs) insurgency? Democrat. Democrat. All right, Steve says Manchin wins. You know, I think Manchin could take it, but I don't know. Morrissey looks like a fat Dick Cheney. We're going with Morrissey. (laughs) All right, Yogi says the Republican will win in West Virginia. Andy? Uh, Morrissey's the only one who can sing to my emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so that brings us to uh, Montana... I'm just so sad to be leaving Cocaine Mitch behind, because that's <laughs> probably blue. the best bit we have on this episode. I mean, his name's Dawn. <laughs> it's not our bit. We have
2: to be, give credit where credit's due.
1: Well, you know what? There'll be a presidential election in 2020.
2: Cocaine so, Mitch sounds like a B-side country song. That's my favorite thing about it.
1: Um, so we move on to Montana, where uh, John Tester is the Democrat senator. Uh, he's... Again, this is a Donald Trump state. Uh, John Tester, again, one of the Democrats who helped roll back Dodd-Frank. Uh, this is happens again and again. These corporate Democrats did this. Uh, essentially created the next financial crisis to get that sweet Wall Street money. Mm-hmm. Um, but so John Tester has uh, decent approval ratings in Montana. But again, Trump is very popular there. Trump's visited the state about four times. Um, and interestingly enough... Uh, Interestingly enough, he's running against a former state legislator. uh, Matt Rosendale is the Republican nominee. And... uh, All right, what is that?
0: It's uh, John Linnell of They Might Be Giants uh, solo album called State Songs. It's called... And it's about someone... With dementia, about to die, realizing that Montana's a leg.
1: Is this off his album, China People Families? <laughs> <laughs> I just realized right.
0: that I didn't get a chance to play West Virginia. <laughs> China people.
1: Well, we're already running long. Uh, so it's actually uh, Matt Rosendale is a former state legislator. But interestingly enough, he's also a Maryland real estate developer. He's worth somewhere from 7 to $20 million. Uh, He's like a big proponent of selling off Public lands in Montana to private Interests Um, but just like A fun thing about this guy he calls Himself a rancher like in campaign Literature and all this stuff Mm -hmm. But according to talking points memo He has uh, never owned any Cattle (laughs) and the reason he calls himself A a rancher is because he has rented Out land that he owns for other people To farm (laughs) and run cattle on Which is like, I mean, I really do love that. The idea of like a landlord just saying, yeah, I'm whatever the people who live in my property do. So you'll have like Brooklyn landlords being like, yeah, I'm a graphic designer and podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and he also has like a thick Maryland uh, Uh, accent. Staten Island (laughs) landlords. Yeah, you know, I'm a domestic abuser. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the cop who uh, strangled that guy. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, so uh, again... I'm being I'm being bold. I'm predicting Blue Wave. I think uh, uh, our good friend John Tester, uh, who helped uh, unleash the next financial crisis, will be there to protect the middle class from fake rancher Matt Rosendale. And yeah. I think John Tester, the Democrat, will win in uh, Montana.
3: I do too. Put me down for the Tester.
1: Put me down for some Democrat. I mean yeah, I think I'm going to go John.
2: Uh, what about Rick Breckenridge though? Oh, libertarian yeah. party. Apparently he
1: endorsed the Republican because uh, on John Tester's last election, like if the libertarian vote had gone Republican, Tester oh would God, have, look one. at this guy's face. He's like, a, he's like, a, he's, like a, he's like a
2: chubby mix of Jerry Garcia and Richard Branson. That's our you episode can't. picture. <laughs>
0: please, please. That is, that is JPEG. He looks like a
1: uh, white haired Jesus um, talking to you about age of consent laws. Uh, <laughs> Bit,
3: it, underneath his picture you should read bitcoiner and proud
1: <laughs> he does yeah, look a yeah, lot I'm like a ran- once yeah I'm a rancher I- <laughs> I'm a bitcoin rancher
3: <laughs>
0: Once when uh, Sean and I were uh, partaking in some Washington um, exports, Mm -hmm. uh, we would just like put up YouTube videos, and one of them uh, that we ended up on was ASMR Bitcoin Explanation, (laughs) (laughs) and it was a guy
1: who looked like that. Oh, my God. By Washington exports, he means Amazon's abusive labor practices. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So, yes. Yogi, uh, Andy, uh, Montana, Democrat, Republican. Uh, I was too busy looking
0: up... The uh, song and wasn't listening to you, so I'm going to say green. All right, yeah, so I'm gonna go long shot. Like Breckenridge. My, that's, uh, All right,
1: actually, Yogi says libertarian wins in Montana. That's an alpha.
3: That's an alpha move because there actually isn't a green party candidate. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the going right for the right right in. in.
2: <laughs> I like how you went for someone even worse than Rick Breckenridge.
1: <laughs> um, so that brings us to Florida again, held by a Democrat, Bill Nelson, another shitty corporate Democrat, voted to repeal. Um, Dodd-Frank or rollback Dodd-Frank He's running against the current governor Rick Scott. Interestingly enough as of 2015 Rick Scott instructed all Florida state government officials that they are forbidden from using the terms climate change or global warming in any context. Wow. (laughs) You
0: want to know another great thing about Florida? Yeah. Is that uh, their state rejected common core standards and now if any educational company Wants to use their products in Florida, get it selected by Florida, they have to remove all references what? to Common Core <laughs> and use the Florida State standards, which I, I shit you not because I have professional experience with this, are nearly identical word for oh word, the same as Common Core
3: standards with Fucking slight looks. modifications. They want to change it to Mumble Core standards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they they make them change the the food pyramid to include bath salts <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. And interestingly, uh, I don't know when else we'll get to talk about this. The MAGA bomber, the guy who was sending those pipe bombs to Soros and shit, he was illegally foreclosed on in Florida. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We've kind of beat this into the ground how like 9 million, 9.3 million people were foreclosed on in the financial crisis. The majority of that was just completely illegal, fake documents, robo signed, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just interesting where it's like something that hasn't really been talked about that much is this guy who uh, clearly had a mental breakdown. It might have been a contributing factor just getting illegally thrown out of your home. I will say it's also
0: a statement about Florida education, (laughs) uh, how shitty all those bombs were. (laughs) It's not it's not hard to build a bomb. Like the thing that's stopping Uh, people from
1: making
2: bombs
1: is the fact that people don't want to make bombs. But like. I'm I'm just, just I'm imagining Rick Scott hearing about the MAGA bomber and being like. But did he get his absentee ballot in yet? <laughs> <laughs> he, he voted before you apprehended him, right? He's, he's not a felon
0: until he is prosecuted as a felon, until he's found guilty.
1: Yes. Um, and then the other thing about the Florida race, Andrew Gillum is running a very popular populist campaign, you know, Medicare for all, these kinds of things. Uh, for governor, I should say. so there's a lot of speculation that the Andrew Gillum uh, uh, turnout boost will also benefit uh, Bill Nelson, the Democrat. so I'm also predicting that the shitty corporate Democrat will win here in Florida. Uh, you guys want to make a bet Rick Scott or Bill Nelson?
2: I'm gonna go Nelson he's got a better hair he had a hair.
1: All right uh, Yogi says the Democrat will win Steve Andy.
3: Uh, Republican.
1: All right. Steve has the Republican Rick Scott winning in the Florida Senate race. Andy? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm going to spitefully go with Rick Scott because he made my life harder
1: at work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, so that brings us to Missouri, which is a Democrat-held race. Uh, this is Senator Claire McCaskill. A um, hey, running theme. Also voted to roll back Dodd-Frank. Um, but she is running against the state attorney general, Josh Howley. Interesting thing about Claire McCaskill, she first got elected to the Senate in 2012 where she beat Todd Akin, who was the legitimate rape guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, he of course said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he said that you don't need abortion in cases of rape because when there is a legitimate rape, the female body has ways of shutting that down Mm -hmm. and preventing pregnancy. And uh, this attracted some controversy in 2012 when he was running against Claire McCaskill and lost. But interestingly enough, I read this. He wrote a book in 2014 in which he says he regrets apologizing for those comments. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which is actually true. Like In the Trump era, I think we have learned that the worst thing you can do is apologize (laughs) when you say that female bodies automatically reject rape babies. (laughs) Um, But, yes. Uh, So, Claire McCaskill will be running against the current Attorney General, Josh Howley. Republican and uh, there's just like another interesting scandal in the state the Republican governor of Missouri resigned in June of this year because he was um, having an affair he was like elected in 2017 he resigned uh, in about a year after he was having an affair and he also blackmailed his mistress by taking naked pictures of her without her consent when she was blindfolded and then threatening to release them if she disclosed the affair to the public uh, so that's why the Republican governor had to resign. And, uh, but so. Neat. <laughs> Sounds but, to
0: me like he can't bluff.
1: <laughs> but uh, J- Josh Howley uh, is interesting. He He's like, again, like we mentioned, the Democrats are kind of running on this pre existing conditions thing. Josh Howley says he will protect uh, pre existing conditions, but he is one of 22 state attorney generals who are suing to overturn all of Obamacare, uh, including the pre-existing condition protection. So, but he's cut, a, he's cut an ad about how like, my family means so much to me that I would never get rid of your pre-existing condition. <laughs> well, his name is on a lawsuit to do exactly that. <laughs> um, but uh, just like my favorite thing that he did was in the near the end of 2017, he uh, blamed sex trafficking on the sexual revolution of the 1960s. He was uh, speaking to a religious uh, group, and he said, quote, there is a market. Basically, you have men who treat women like commodities. That's a paraphrase. Then here's the quote. There is a market for it. Why is there? Because our culture has completely lost its way. The sexual revolution has led to exploitation of women on a scale that we would never have imagined. Never have imagined we must deliver wrong <laughs> we must deliver a message to our culture that the fa- false gospel of anything goes ends in the road in this road of slavery it ends in the slavery and exploitation of the most vulnerable among us it ends in the slavery and exploitation of young women and as we all know sex trafficking is something that did not exist before the birth control <laughs> pill <laughs> i just like the idea that uh the Roman rape of the Sabine women was a direct result <laughs> of Gloria Steinem's. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean that's basically what you have going on in Missouri. Uh, Claire McCaskill is running on pre-existing conditions and Obamacare and this stuff, and uh, the Republican uh, is saying that human trafficking is a result of uh, the hippie movement.
2: Those damn hippies!
1: <laughs> uh,
2: Fuck it! I'm voting
0: for the. I'm, I'm betting on the Republican guy. Josh Hawley? Yeah. yeah.
1: I also think Hawley's going to win it. Jeffries, what do you think? Is there a Libertarian running? Uh, there, <laughs> is, there is a Libertarian <laughs> no, running. No,
2: ge- that's a genuine question. There's a Green Party, Joe Crane, a Independent, Craig O'Deer, and then my man, Jab Campbell, Libertarian, got 5,000 votes, or is uh, <laughs> better known as 100% of the Libertarian <laughs> ballot.
3: Okay, never mind that. Uh, I think <laughs> I'm going to go McCaskill. Actually, yeah, change mine to Green. Uh,
0: so Andy I know, says the Green Party. Joe
1: Green. Steve says the Democrat, McCaskill, will win. I'm on the Republican, and Yogi, who are you going I'm up? going Jabhath Campbell. He's what, is he, his,
2: what does he look like? Oh, he, looks, he, looks, re- he looks like Is he the Yeah, he's Libertarian. He looks like a uh, dweebier version he's, of Ted Cruz. He's got uh, bitch Bitcoin blockchain in his Twitter bio.
0: You know, I didn't think it was possible. Nice. And Looking at his picture, I still don't think it's possible, <laughs> but that would be a version of Ted Cruz.
1: I like the idea of the libertarian candidate being like, you know, the true tragedy of sex trafficking is that these workers are overpaid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the craziest thing is, is that um, there's this one guy who had the least amount of votes for the Democratic primary, and his name is Leonard Steinman. And just like that last guy we covered, another oh. real Grizzly Adams-looking motherfucker. Oh, wow, that's a Yeti motherfucker. What was his previous profession? Truck driver. And I, I really wish... That's the
1: libertarian?
2: No, this is the uh, last uh, guy on the Democratic uh, primary. Honestly,
1: I'd vote for that lion-faced bro. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty didn't sure... he hold up his child and say, oh, one day this will all be yours? <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he was
0: a trucker, but before that, he was the mascot for MGM. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so this moves us on to um, North Dakota. North Dakota, I think, is a gimme. Um, uh, this is a Democrat-held seat, Heidi Heitkamp, uh, voted to repeal Dodd-Frank. Oh, um, She's the Democrat. Trump is hugely popular there. He's running against Kevin Kramer. Uh, most people say this is a lean Republican race. I think Kevin Kramer picks it up. Uh, the only interesting thing i found is, essentially, Heidi Heitkamp is trying to run against... Um, Donald Trump's tariffs on China has led to China putting tariffs on soybeans. So in North Dakota, they're like big soybean exporters and they've exported Mm -hmm. like no soybeans to China as a result of this. Um, And um, I believe Kevin Kramer said something like farmers were being hysterical and, uh, you know, they have a need to have a higher threshold for pain. Actually, do you have Joe Biden? So Joe Biden uh, in town hall apparently threatened our good friend uh, Kevin Kramer uh, the Republican nominee for his comments.
2: And your guys calls farmers concerns hysteria. and says they don't have a very high threshold for pain. Well, I get that president of the trade union is up here. He'll show them a threshold. (laughs) threshold. Don't have a high threshold of pain.
1: Joe Biden's like, when I get your wife up here, I'm going to give her the best shoulder rub she's ever had.
0: (laughs) Well, Kramer (laughs) replied with, uh, if this were 50 years ago, you'd be upside down in a tree with a fork in your ass.
1: (laughs) Joe Biden was like, I'm going to get the president of the unions up here, and then you'll (laughs) never be seen again, (laughs) Mr. Kramer. (laughs) Um, but, yes, so that race, uh, again, most of the pollers have this leaning Republican. Uh, I think it will be a Republican victory. Uh, what about you guys? Heidi Heitkamp versus Republican Kevin Kramer.
0: Yeah, Joe Biden. does. I, I'm just going to go with Kramer because Joe Biden is kind of electoral poison at this point.
1: Kevin Kramer is like, you know, there's a lot of estrogen in soybeans, and I think that's what's making these farmers <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> I'm going to go with Kramer's China family. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Steve says Republican. Andy says Republican. Yogi, you got a prediction?
2: Yeah, I mean, I want to say Heidi, but her total votes for 36,000 and Kevin Kramer's were 61. He's got this in the bag, I think.
1: Hmm. And uh, so, yeah, everybody thinks that'll be a Republican. Uh, And then we get to move on to New Jersey, which is is one of the more fascinating races to me because... uh, bob menendez the the incumbent democrat senator in new jersey has uh has been indicted on corruption charges. There was a deadlock jury he has been credibly accused of uh being offered uh and utilizing the services of a South American child prostitute uh and despite all of that, he's still i will make the argument the lesser of two evils. I would not vote for the guy I think he's a complete piece of shit and i think New Jersey, it could conceivably uh, go Republican. And if it does, it will be entirely the fault of the Democratic establishment, including Cory Booker, who lined up behind this corrupt fucking child (laughs) predator. Uh, But I think uh, ultimately um, uh, Menendez will win because it's, you know, blue wave and they don't want to give Trump a Republican senator. And when I say that, I will talk about why I think the Republican guy is somehow worse. Uh, but it should just be noted, Bob Menendez ran a primary campaign against the Democrat, where uh, all the establishment New Jersey Democrats, including um, uh, Cory Booker, endorsed Bob Menendez, the child diddler and corrupt uh, guy uh, who was indicted and condemned by the Senate Ethics Committee. Um, but I wonder, uh, I wonder if
0: like anyone approached
1: any of the jurors <sighs> during his uh, <laughs> hearing. Are you just playing the Sopranos intro? (laughs) You could have at least played that clip from the Sopranos where um, I think it's Gigi goes up to the juror and says, hey, you're on that Junior Soprano trial, right? And then he says his name and his address. And he's like, you know. That's what I was referring to. Oh, okay. Guys, guys,
2: no fighting. That's what politics are for. (laughs)
1: Right.
0: But uh, anyways, all right, New Jersey rules, we have to uh, state our picks over The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, I want to get to, before we get to the picks, I have one other thing on this. Well, you have uh, to state over The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes it harder to edit. No, it doesn't.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, but keep in mind, mm-hmm. if you go too long, uh, we're going to have to vote over
1: the rap part. But yeah, so Bob Menendez, uh, less corrupt, more corrupt than The Sopranos. Uh, but so essentially um, Bob Menendez had a primary challenger From a Democrat with no funding No establishment support And she still got 38% of the vote So it was entirely the responsibility Of the Democrats to not line up Behind this corrupt child predator But here we are And he is running against a man Who was the CEO of a pharmaceutical company Called Cal- Celgene For six years Where he jacked up the prices of cancer drugs we mentioned this, the Bill Ackman thing, Bill Ackman, uh, valiant, but uh, Bob Hugan is the wealthy pharma executive. He's spending $20 million of his own money on this New Jersey Senate race, and he became a millionaire because he raised the price of a drug, uh, Revlimid, a cancer drug, a 500% rise during his six years as CEO. It went from... Six thousand one hundred ninety-five a month to eighteen thousand six hundred ninety-one yeah. a month. This is a life-saving cancer drug that you need to stay alive. And uh, it, ironically, the White House um, put out a name and shame of pharmaceutical executives, where they had a woman named Pam Holt say. Uh, I had to use my credit card and run up 10000 in debt last year to stay alive. That's in 2017. She was quoted in 2018. So, again, you had people literally dying because this guy was jacking up cancer drug prices. And he, of course, had no pharmaceutical experience. Yeah, she he- should
0: have invested in Wilbistix.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he just can't... Uh- He had no pharmaceutical experience. He came from Wall Street as a Wall Street executive to become the CEO of a pharmaceutical company, where, again, the big Wall Street uh, innovation in pharma companies is to just jack up the prices of existing drugs. So that is my argument as to why the Republican is actually worse than a child sex (laughs) predator. Because, you know, Bob Menendez has only ruined one life. (laughs) Well, I don't know. So far. Probably more than that. But... The point is, I think Bob Menendez will win this race, but if uh, he loses it, it is entirely the fault of New Jersey Democrats and the establishment.
2: You guys want to give your picks? Well, I I do think Menendez has this in the bag. However, I want to let the people know (laughs) that my candidate for New Jersey is Kevin Kimple, the make it simple candidate. (laughs) (laughs) Real guy. Kevin Kimple makes it simple. Yeah. Uh, his his slogan rhymes, and let's be honest, Menendez, find a good rhyme for that, Sean. <laughs> um, That's what it. I thought. Yeah, That's what right. I thought. You got me. You can't keep it simple with Kevin Kimple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think Menendez is going to win uh, because his victim is not old enough to vote yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so, uh, uh, Steve, Andy?
3: This is a tough one. I'm going to go with the Republican.
1: Okay. Uh, Steve says the Republican will win. The farm executive will beat the child predator. You write
2: Democrat for me? No, I want Kevin Kimple. Oh, I you're want, on you Kevin you, Kimple? You write is, KK is he, for me.
1: Is he independent? He's a make it simple candidate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the guy who played
1: Polly. He's like, make it simple. The <laughs> age of consent is 18. <laughs>
2: Uh I, I do love like there's uh so Menendez is Democrat, Hugan is Republican. uh Bob
0: Menendez, she didn't say what her age is.
2: We got Trisha Flanagan, New Day NG, Kevin Kimpo, make it simple, Natalie Lynn Riviera for the people, Hank Schroeder, economic growth, Madeline Hoffman G, Murray Sabronel. Lot of lot of a lot of choices in New Jersey. The city, the state
1: of choice. Okay, how about Bob Menendez? He knows where the kids is. <laughs> 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 All right, sorry, Yogi Andy. Where was uh uh Where were your bets? You're keeping it simple. He's the independent, or what? I, that's the that, the party's called Keep It Simple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not changing it. You write K I S on there. All right, keep it simple, uh, Andy. Who you think? Polly Walnuts. Polly Walnuts. All right. Well, if write-in candidate Polly Walnuts, <laughs> <laughs> we're at it. Now. I originally yeah. said
0: the guy who played Polly
1: Walnuts, but I'm changing it to
0: the character Polly Walnuts. <laughs>
1: Uh, So we got just a few Senate races left. Uh, Nevada, I think, is a gimme for Democrats. Dean Heller is the uh, Republican senator. Uh, Hillary Clinton, of course, won Nevada. This is the only Republican senator up in a state that Hillary Clinton won. Uh, He's running against Congresswoman Jackie Rosen. um, And he, of course, voted to repeal Obamacare. And then, you know, you have all this union turnout, Latino enthusiasm, these kinds of things. I think Nevada is a gimme for Democrats. You guys disagree?
2: Yeah, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna say blue wave.
1: Blue wave? Yeah. Okay. Yogi says blue wave. Me too. Uh Andy. Green. <laughs> the Green will win in Nevada. Green, uh Green Wave. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. So we got Tennessee, Arizona, and Texas left. Uh Tennessee, quickly, uh is uh Bob Corker, the Republican who like doesn't like Trump or whatever, but still votes with him all the time, is retiring because, you know, sea change and all that. Uh, It's the former governor of Tennessee Phil uh, Bredesen is the Democrat he's again corporate Democrat he's uh, needlessly released a statement saying that he supported Kavanaugh in the middle of the hearings which is like you're running for Senate you could just say I think they should investigate and I don't have an opinion until we've seen all the facts but he came out and said hell yeah let's fucking uh, hold our hands over the mouths of uh, fucking college students or what high schoolers. Um,
0: He's uh, his party was
1: the keep it simple
0: (laughs) and he's he's the Democrat.
1: Yes. Uh, Great. Great. (laughs) He's the former uh, Democratic governor uh, who uh, they both support Kavanaugh, but um, he's running against Marsha Blackburn, Congresswoman Marsha Blackburn. And again, this is one of those cases where I think there's a debate to be had about, you know, lesser of two evil voting and uh, vote shaming your bellhop or whatever else. But Marsha Blackburn, again, the opiate stuff does kind of bother me to the point where I want Marsha Blackburn to lose, even though the Democrats sucks, because Marsha Blackburn uh, co-sponsored a bill that was signed into law by Obama in 2016 that removed the ability of the DEA to shut down uh, suspicious transactions from these big three pharma heroin wow. pushers. We mentioned this um, uh, she's taken more than $800,000 in campaign qu- contributions from opiate pharma companies. I will say and that he should have gone with Phil Bredesen for cheaper medicine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we mentioned this, and uh, this uh, Marsha Blackburn was a co-sponsor of a law that was, again, literally written by an employee for one of these opiate pharmaceutical companies, which essentially said the DEA has no uh, no more ability to shut down uh, suspicious transfers when uh one of the uh, distributors wants to send in the case of west virginia four million pain pills into one town in a single year with 400 residents so essentially she's uh bought and paid for by the opiate industry and uh, he's run a few ads on this um and i I hope it resonates because again a lot of people have been affected by this and people like marcia blackburn there will never be criminal accountability but we can at least hope they don't gain power However, I think, realistically, Tennessee is a Trump state, and I think Marsha Blackburn and her uh, opiate buddies will win.
3: I agree with that. Put me down. For
1: uh, all right.
0: Blackburn. St- R- yeah, I think
1: the R- pharma chick's in. All right. Pharma chick in. Yep.
0: Uh, I'm going to say, just by merit of having already won the entire state, I'm going to go with uh, Phil. Phil Dog.
1: Which Phil? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Democrat? Yeah. I was... um. I'm actually going to change my vote to Bob Dylan's most underrated <laughs> album. <laughs> it will be the Senator from Tennessee. All right, so we just got uh, uh, Tennessee and Ari- or, Sorry, Arizona and Texas left. Um, to Arizona, uh, Kristen Cinema is the Democrat running against Martha McSally. Uh, she beat Joe Arpaio in the primary, which again I think. We can solidify it right there that the Republicans will lose as soon as the most hilarious (laughs) and most overtly racist candidate does not prevail in the primary. Uh, So Sheriff Joe lost in the primary to Martha McSally, the Republican Republican. Uh, Martha McSally was a colonel in the Air Force until 2010. She was elected in 2014. She voted to repeal Obamacare, but she has made a big thing, like all these other Republicans have, about supporting the protection for pre-existing conditions, uh, even though she voted to repeal all of Obamacare. But I think in Arizona... Oh, yeah. And the other part about Arizona is that Jeff Flake, another senator who like talks about how Mr. Trump is a bad man and then votes for all his bills... Right. Is uh, retiring, so that's why it's an open seat. But I think the Democrat will win in Arizona because they did not nominate someone racist enough. Uh, what about you guys? Who um, Who's the Democrat candidate? Uh, Kristen Cinema. S I N E M A. Cinema. 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 You know, I don't like, know. Like, like, like what what Bob Menendez recorded in South America.
2: <laughs> I just think Mar- Martha McSally is just too, like, white and American of a name for anyone in Arizona to pass up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're literally judging her by her name? Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah, might put me down for red.
1: Yogi says the red. I'll you go with what?
3: the Republican.
1: All right. Steve says the Republican. Andy? Green. All right. The Green Party will win in Arizona wave baby. <laughs> Martha McSally will make sure the that the caravan does not go enter with the colonel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh which brings us to our final race on the ballot. We've been through uh this is our 11th competitive Senate race. They get tiring to talk about, I know. But we have here Ted Cruz. Ted versus, Cruz versus Beto O'Rourke. Um and Ted Cruz, of course, uh <laughs> You really just can't imagine <laughs> how anyone can vote for that <laughs> lizard faced <laughs> Goldman Sachs banker whose He's wife can. Comp- the Zodiac, Zodiac Killer. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: d- he, he embraces it now.
1: Yes. It's on his Twitter. One of his Twitter things said, like, uh, I, I forget, they tweeted out like the Zodiac Killer messages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I don't know how serious it was, but some like vaguely left Twitter account was like, So he's joking about the unapprehended (laughs) murderer of six women (laughs) or something like that.
0: Well, you see, the real joke is that
2: (laughs) Ted Cruz's politics have killed way more people than the Zodiac. (laughs) There's Uh, a great vine, and it's got uh, Kevin from The Office right next to Ted Cruz. And he's uh, at one of the Ted Cruz's uh, campaign speeches. He goes, we want answers. And then turns the site around, and Ted Cruz's face is like, ah, fuck, I do look like that guy. (laughs) So this
3: is a dead heat, pretty much, pulling Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, So it's a dead heat Uh, Beto O'Rourke has raised a lot of money Texas is a solid red state Trump of course has come to campaign For Ted Cruz um, After retweeting A meme that called Ted Cruz's wife Ugly (laughs) 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 Which I think Trump missed the perfect Trump missed the perfect opportunity to go to that Ted Cruz rally and be like folks You know we're not going to build the wall We're just going to put Ted Cruz's wife there (laughs) She'll scare them away (laughs) Um, but so, uh, Ted Cruz, of course, has embraced Trump. Few
0: people could conceivably, uh, could as conceivably be a Trump speech writer as Sean McCarthy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey man, I will shut down the podcast. You just give me like what? 80,000 a year? Let's get it done. <laughs> um, yeah. but.
3: I think B- Beto's received like a record amount of money for a Senate race? Yes. I mean, like $38 million or something? Yeah, he's
1: raised a shit ton of money. So yeah. he has a lot of money, but I think he was kind of doing a stupid thing until about a month ago, which is like, sometimes Democrats get on this idea like, let's run a positive campaign with no negative ads. Right, right. You know, on. which like, oh, it worked for John Kerry or Dukakis or whoever. And it's like, you you fucking moron. This is the way politics works is you have to define your opponent before they define you. It's a blood sport and you have to tell voters why the other guy is evil. Um, But Beta was running, you know, the usual hope and change campaign until about a month ago when Ted Cruz kind of pulled ahead in the polling and now he's started attacking a bit. So I think that might hurt him. Um, And, you know, as much as I hate to try to understand how anyone could vote for that fucking spineless lizard... Uh, I think Ted Cruz will pull it off in Texas because it is a Trump state. What about you guys? Uh,
3: I think I'm going to go for the upset and say O'Rourke.
1: Okay. Steve Mm -hmm. says O'Rourke. You know what? And I would love it if O'Rourke won in Texas. What about you,
3: Palmer? I hear yours, Yogi.
2: I think that in Grubstaker's fashion, I'm going to go with the venture capitalist libertarian Neil Dykeman. Founded Jane Capital at twenty five and co-founded seven other technology startups. His platforms are privacy, ad- I identified addressing the national debt, and he was running for U.S. Senate for his children. He said, "Together, we should be building our sons and daughters' futures, not letting our elected officials borrow from it to support our lifestyles."
1: But tell me, what cryptocurrency he <laughs> invested? <laughs> <laughs>
3: what does this mean for my corn? My
2: corn portfolio. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the real question for your candidate. All
1: right. Yogi goes libertarian in Texas.
2: I want it to be known if any of my wild cards get in you know, a billion points for Polly
0: <laughs> I just want to say that Texas is a very dry and dusty state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this election, this particular senatorial election has been a complete blood sport. They've been going at each other's throats, kicking up a ton of dust. But when I, I think that when that dust clears... All you're going to see is green.
1: <laughs> 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 all right. So how about this for Arizona? Martha McSally will take George Soros' migrant caravan to oh Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just an image of her like beheading ISIS members on the migrant <laughs> caravan. Ah. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, but Andy did promise to start beef. No, beef, I- beef,
2: beef,
0: beef, beef. Yeah, beef. someone from Red Scare Pod said that she liked my animations.
2: That's. And- that's not beef. That's that's literal praise. Yeah, that's like the opposite. Of yeah, that's like.
1: I t- was thinking we should like do it like they d- uh, Chairman Mao did. Is what he would do is when he would wanted to denounce someone in the yes. Chinese Communist yes. Party, mm-hmm. he wouldn't denounce them directly. He would instead denounce someone lower on the totem pole that yes. was associated with them. Yes. So we should instead of attacking Red Scare, we attack the Red Scare Roundup podcast yes. and those kinds of like nerdy dudes who like r- summarize Red Scare episodes. And this is how we uh we make our uh, denunciations of red scare.
2: Right, we take out the bottom of the totem pole to lower the totem pole <laughs> and eventually cross it.
1: I don't think they've seen my
0: animations. <laughs> they have a very low view count. Fun loving millennials in hell it's on
2: YouTube. It's not very good. Check it out. <laughs> Yogi Powell will be on King 5 News in Seattle on November 21st. Check out what, the, what? Check that out, uh Seattle.
1: You'll be endorsing Maria Cantwell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Neil Dykeman all the
1: way. <laughs> but and just so nobody, will be get like
2: it's already over. She lost,
1: <laughs> so nobody gets it twisted. I think the Red Scare podcast is great, but I do fucking hate the Red Scare Roundup guys.
2: <laughs> jeffrey you got any beef you want to stir up? Uh, oh, I do. I Fuck Lana Del Rey. She oh, performed. Yeah at the Apple keynote for the new iPad where they introduced the same magnetic uh, pen thing that the fucking Surface debuted three years ago and all these Mac fanboys made fun of and now their bullshit Tim Cook is creating it. Hey, Cook, maybe you shouldn't get your ideas from previous Microsoft products, you piece of shit. And fuck Lana Del Rey and Lana Del Dunham's ex-boyfriend, can't remember his name, but he's in the band Fun. He played piano at the show. Fuck them. Oh, yeah, fuck them. They suck. Uh, She lived in a trailer park uh, early on and claimed that it was for research. It's like, bitch, you just wanted to live next to poor people to increase your portfolio of credibility. Fuck you, LDR. Jack Antonoff, you're-
0: a.k.a. Less Fun, really the uh, anchor dragging them down.
2: Andy, you're, you're, you're in my rant here. She performed at Sasquatch and wouldn't perform without a filter on her face because she's self-conscious about how she looks. You suck, Lana Del Rey. You are not the heart of New York. You are the heart of Times Square, the plasticest part of New York. My name is Neil Dykeman, and this has been Grubstakers. <laughs>
1: I was hoping it was Lana Del Rey but Connor Arpwell actually wrote this tweet. The video for Carly Rae Jepsen's latest pop party for one shows a hotel full of lonely people coming together to have a weird dance party after the power goes out, which is clearly a commentary on the struggle to overcome capitalist alienation <laughs> in order to build a socialist future. <laughs> so unfortunately, Connor Arpwell Word. <laughs> <laughs> noted its socialist account Connor Arpwell. All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's basically it. We have our predictions for the Senate. Uh, we will check out the elections uh, Tuesday uh, night. Um, we encourage you to vote. I do. Tell Billy Eichner
0: to vote. Yeah. <laughs> if You don't have to vote, but you do have to tell Billy on the street to vote. So please go out there. There are no excuses not to tell Billy Eichner to vote.
1: Uh, I will not be voting because I am a real revolutionary and will, of <laughs> course, be assassinating members of Congress this Tuesday.
2: He knows so, where they are.
1: Yeah. Um, but so you have all our predictions. Again, follow along at home. Uh, next week, we'll just kind of go through who uh, got the most correct. Um, uh, again, vote Tuesday. Uh, next week, we will be covering Rupert Murdoch. So if you have any... Uh, a special guest. Yes, special guest. Uh, if, you have any, if you have any suggestions... For uh, where we should look with Rupert Murdoch, or things you would like to hear us talk about, please tweet at the Grubstakers Pod Twitter account, and uh, we will cover it. So, anything else before we get out of here?
2: And with that, this has been Grubstakers. I'm Yogi Powell. I'm Steve Jeffries. I'm Andy Palmer.
1: I'm Sean McCarthy, and the Red Scare Roundup guys can go to hell. <laughs>